Vanuatu, a South Pacific nation made up of around 80 islands stretching for more than a thousand kilometers, is no stranger to natural disasters. The sound of Cyclone Judy as it swept through Vanuatu at the end of February, bringing strong winds gusting to 200 kilometers per hour. Heavy rain and the evacuation of some residents from the capital, Port Villa. Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast from International SOS, the leading medical and security risk management business. I'm Mark Frankel. This is the podcast where we provide you with timely analysis and tactical insight for your organization. Given the frequency with which natural disasters of this kind affect this small island nation, what are the longer-term security implications of these events and how can we be better prepared to deal with them when they occur? Alex Murray is a security manager for the ANZ Pacific region at International SOS and recently traveled to Vanuatu to find out for himself. Alex, natural disasters, cyclones, earthquakes and volcanoes are a frequent hazard for people in Vanuatu. You were recently in the capital and sent us this short dispatch. I'm just currently in Port Villa, which is the capital of Vanuatu at the moment. This just follows some fairly significant earthquakes and cyclones that have happened back in early March and every February. What happened initially was there was an earthquake, 6.5 magnitude, just off of Port Orly on Santo Island in the north of the country. And then subsequently, a few days after that, there was tropical cyclone Judy, a category 4 cyclone that ripped through the country. There's been fairly extensive damage across the country, particularly in the likes of Tanner Island in the south of the country. The cyclones there reached Category 5 level. Since then, there has been restoration of most power, network, communications, and water back in the capital, Port Villa. But there are still clean-up operations in Tanner Island as well. Approximately 250,000 people were affected. But again, there was significant aid work by various government agencies and NGO organisations as well to help with the clear-up. Vanuatu sits on the Pacific Rim, subject to volcanoes, earthquakes, tsunamis and frequent cyclones as well, around seven a year, which have a huge impact. The most recent cyclones that ripped through the country are probably the most significant cyclones since 2015. And again, the clean-up or operation was pretty significant and caused huge damage to the country, which is still recovering. So Alex, given the propensity for natural disasters of this kind in Vanuatu, how do we anticipate these events will continue to affect the archipelago of islands given climate change? So El Nino and La Nina events are typically already very destructive within the country. And this is compounded by the fact that climate change is sort of exacerbating many of these issues. In terms of how we imagine that's going to impact Vanuatu, primarily through cyclones and the intensification of rainfall, wind speeds, and the geographic expansion of these events as well. We are anticipating a general decrease in the overall frequency of these events, but again, the intensity in which they reach Vanuatu is likely to increase. On top of the fact as well, the lack of economic independence, largely inaccessible location of many of the islands, and the high dependence on subsistence agriculture is likely to make things more difficult. So we should expect many more natural disasters to impact the Pacific region more generally, I imagine. If so, how exactly? That's correct, yeah. I, th I think primarily in terms of the most damaging events, again, cyclones are typically taking up 50% of the damage followed by earthquakes and flooding events as well. 
in terms of how it's impacting the Southwest Pacific region as well, parts of the sea surface temperature and the ocean there are increasing on three times more than the global average. Over the last 20 years as well, there's also been a doubling in the number of floods and storms that we've seen to the previous 20 years as well. And this is compounded by the fact that melting polar ice caps is likely to increase sea level rises, which is particularly difficult for vulnerable islands such as Tuvalu and Kiribati. And given these events, what are the immediate security implications? So beyond the sort of obvious structural damage and, and potential lives lost as well, most typically we see a shortage to essential supplies, mass power outages, communication shutdowns and or disruption and in limited instances of looting, but primarily this doesn't happen within Vanuatu or the region as well. And I imagine there must be longer term security implications too of these weather related events. Absolutely. So there are sort of several multifaceted risks to climate change and the weather related events as well. So primarily it, it has an impact on tourism interest in the region as well. So Fiji and Vanuatu both respectively receive around 40% of their GDP income from tourism. And afterwards, you see the shutdowns of airport operations, supplies, many hotels sort of inundated and unable to operate as well, which again impacts the level of tourism and the ability to generate GDP. With that, there's the potential for less public spending, ability to repair essential services and potential decline in government support, again, exacerbating political instability. On top of that as well, you see major impact to food supplies, whether that be fisheries, which have already seen a significant impact. Within Vanuatu, there's been around 75% reduction in total fishing supplies and 23% in Tonga and 15% in New Caledonia. Similarly, saltwater erosion into soil with the likes of food insecurity can cause major damage to crops and local food production. Within the most recent event in Vanuatu, there was an impact for around six months in the country. So Alex, given all those repercussions that you've you've just outlined, how is the region mitigating those those risks? Primarily, there is an overarching framework um, that's come into place with a lot of the Pacific Island nations called the 2050 Strategy for the Blue Pacific Continent, which hopes to help mitigate some of the effects of climate change and also helps bring more of a multilateral institutions into the climate change debate and helping to prepare the region for it. The more immediate operational considerations in how they are trying to mitigate is primarily through early warning systems and making sure that they are prepared in advance and they have the necessarily aid supplies in place. Also, that communications plans are, are fairly distributed and people are warned in advance. And also making sure to diverse away from their essential resources, whether that be from imports of essential goods, but also keeping stores of goods on, on the islands as well. And at an individual and organisational level, there are obviously challenges too. What are individual clients and organisations that uh, that we know about doing to to deal with these particular disaster events? I think it's primarily important to just be aware of the evacuation and emergency plans in place. There are quite frequent maps and signage around the island locations, which have been funded by various NGO organisations, particularly within some of the low-lying areas of the countries which are most vulnerable. We always recommend as well to have a grab bag of one week's of essential supplies, uh, particularly when you go into high risk locations for such natural disasters. And that would include having water, solar power charges as well, essential medication and any other goods that you foresee needing in the event of a, a cyclone or any major disaster coming through, whether that be tsunami or earthquake. 
and also having multiple forms of communications as well beyond just phone and internet as well particularly when these events much of that is disrupted and shut down and alex how is international sos able to assist clients during these natural disaster crisis events so i think we can break this down into three core areas so i think it's pre-trip during the event and then post event as well so pre-trip we would always make sure that you're prepared in advance you're getting advice on what you should do and also making sure that you have all your essential supplies available to hand during the actual event as well we're able to help in response to the crisis able to help coach and guide individuals stuck in the actual situation as well and then post event as well we can work with our credential security partners logistic partners to help supply food essential services out with evacuations or provide temporary accommodation alex thank you very much for your time thank you well that's all for now but just a reminder you'll be able to access the latest information and updates about vanuatu and fiji on our website, internationalsos.com. And from there, you can find out about our global network of assistance centres available to clients 24-7. But until next time, thanks very much for listening and goodbye.